You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries. He picked us because we had no hope without him. He picked us because if there's anything to be done, it would have to be done through him so that we would not take the glory, so that we would not uh, claim bragging rights to our abilities. So the fact that he does choose to use us even further makes the point uh, that there is nothing good in and of ourselves, that it's all to the glory of God. Do you ever feel left out from God's plans? Have you ever felt like you don't know where you fit into God's kingdom? In today's message, Pastor Gary wants you to know that God has always had a divine purpose for your life. Man wants to use you mightily. When you accepted Jesus into your heart, that was only the beginning of your faith journey. Grow your faith by leaps and bounds and experience Jesus like you never have before. Step into your divine calling and be His hands and feet to the world. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 as he begins his message, The Treasure Within. I want to talk about digging for treasure. A little bit of a different thought, uh, but we're going to keep digging. Amen. Uh, so 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we'll begin reading verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure, somebody say treasure, in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we have, for we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. And I want to focus on verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Again, we read the verse, and, uh, and it says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that this is the why, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. God looked at you and I and saw within us a treasure uh, when he saw himself working in our lives. Amen. God uh, did not just throw the clay away. Thank God he didn't. But he saw, he envisioned what he could do with an old clump of clay 
that had rocks and roots and impurities in it. And he said, now I just wait till I get done with it. Amen. And, and so God chose the weak vessel, so to speak, the weak material, the flawed raw material of you and I. He chose us to be the raw material of his masterpiece for one specific purpose and one specific purpose only so that the excellency of the power may be undoubtedly of God and not of us. And so those who boast and those who brag that God is using them has missed the whole point. The very fact that God has chosen to use us is not it is not a badge of honor. It is an honor, don't get me wrong, but it's not to bestow any honor upon us as human vessels. It actually is to the contrary. He picked us because we had no hope without him. He picked us because if there's anything to be done, it would have to be done through him so that we would not take the glory, so that we would not uh, claim bragging rights to our abilities. So the fact that he does choose to use us even further makes the point uh, that there is nothing good in and of ourselves, that it's all to the glory of God. But we do understand then that when God saves us and the Holy Spirit moves into our hearts and into our lives, that we possess within ourselves a treasure in this earthen vessel. But how many of you know that just as you have to dig for the treasures of the earth, such as diamonds or gold or veins of silver in the earth, often God the Holy Spirit has to unearth all of the debris and all of the rubble that's in our hearts, that's in our minds, that would, that would otherwise snuff out the light of the gospel that is within us. And so that's why when you're saved, the Holy Spirit begins immediately to work on you and I. He begins to immediately point out things that don't look like Jesus. And you can't get by with anything as a Christian, not for very long. Because now you have a father that wants you to look like Jesus. All right. But notice in our text, verse 6, for God who commanded the light to shine out of what? Out of darkness. This was interesting to me, this phrase, the terminology, the way the Word of God uh, was, was set right here, because I thought light would not come from darkness, but it would be directed to darkness. But it said the light came from darkness. What God is telling us is when he moved into you and he moved into me, he set his light right up in the midst of an otherwise utterly dark place so that his light can exude from that otherwise dark place called our heart the bible said the heart of man is wicked desperately wicked amen who can know it well that's the dark you know our hearts are dark without christ our minds are dark without christ our spirits are dark without christ so he set his lamp 
right up in the middle so that that light could shine from an otherwise dark place so that when people see you and see people see me, they see the radiance of the light of Christ. They see the difference and they're like, oh, wow, what's going on at their camp? Because I don't, I've never bumped into the light that's like that. You know, they might even have to squint their eyes a little bit, put shades on because the light of God's grace is shining so from your life that it don't even, they don't even recognize you as a normal human being. And we're not normal. Amen. We're not supposed to be normal. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be peculiar. We're supposed to be set apart. Amen. And so, uh, hey, uh, if, if the world persecutes you, if the world talks about you, talks about how funny you live and all that, hey, just, just, just take that as an honor that they're running their mouth about you because you're supposed to be different. Amen? If we were the same old, same old, why would they be attracted to the God that we serve? Amen? This is why, what boggles my mind when I think about churches that try to be more worldly. And they try to... Uh, create an atmosphere that looks more like a nightclub. Come on, somebody help me. I'm not, I don't want to get all legalistic this morning, but y'all know I'm telling you the truth. They try to create an environment that attracts the lost into a familiar, a familiarly, did I say that right? A familiarly dark place. Amen. But when they come to the house of God, they ought to notice a distinction. Amen? We ought, to, we ought to be attracting them with something that's different, not something that's similar. All right, now here's the newsflash. They're not really attracted to the light. Only the Holy Spirit can do that work. Amen? Only the Holy Spirit can make a sinner want to be here so what we got to do is we got to love them give them a reason to come through our love that shed abroad in our hearts for people and when they come pray that the holy spirit does a work in their heart where they too can see the light god opens their blinded eyes and then they can see that's the treasure we have that's inside of us but we need not allow the debris of sin to cover that light, light up. What does the scripture say? Jesus taught us, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven, right? Good, y'all know your Bible. Listen, my works are not for me to show off and brag about myself. My works are so that they can see what God's done in my life and want to know the God that I have come to learn to know and love and trust. Right? See, religion, religious works, people who do works to obtain salvation, that's their whole purpose. They're trying to gain brownie points with God. They're trying to gain favor with God through their good works. God never asked the Christian to do good works to prove themselves. Never. The text reminded us of the frailty of the frame that we are without Him. In and of our flesh and of ourselves dwelleth no good thing. Even though you're saved, your flesh is still just as rotten as it was before God saved you. Because redemption is not 100% complete yet. That's the Bible. I'm just teaching you the Bible. So your flesh will always war against your spirit. So the treasure you have is Christ in you. And so you work not to obtain 
or to keep salvation, but to glorify God and bring others to him. And so what we do when we don't engage in the work of the Lord after we're saved is we hide it under a bushel. When you're not doing the work of the Lord that God has called you to do, you are literally hiding the light that's in you because they can't see it. How do they know he's in you if you don't do the work that he wants the world to see? That's why we are loud and boisterous around here. Some people think it's because I'm trying to build a name for myself. I, 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 I can tell you right now, uh, if, if that would be a pitiful sight. Amen. Uh, I don't have a name to brag on. You can check my credit and you can tell, man, I got some things I got to work on. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Uh, I, I don't have much to brag on, but let me tell you about a name that's above every name. I can point you to him. Amen. Uh, I, I can already tell you right now, it won't take you long to find dirt on me. Amen. Uh, and, and I might as well just go ahead and get that out there now so that you can't go try to hold it over my head later as blackmailing. Amen. I can tell you I'm a sinner. I can tell you I'm flawed. I can tell you I'm not perfect, but I can tell you one that's perfect in every way and every amen and listen what we're doing is we're just trying to magnify his name get the word of god out let people know that's why we do the tent revival that's why we do uh uh the dental bus is so that the public eye can notice something maybe they hadn't noticed before uh, you know, we get in our religious patterns, and, and I think there's some healthy patterns, such as regular church attendance. That's a healthy pattern. Would you agree? But sometimes we need to do something that's off pattern, just so somebody driving by the tent say, I ain't never noticed that there before. And they might pull in, and, and they might just happen to pull up, but God might have just happened to schedule to save them before, from before the foundation of the world. And if we didn't show the world, the works that we're doing for Jesus, they'd have never known to pull in the start. You see what I'm saying? So that treasure is within, but we've got to work it out first by repenting of our sin, getting all that debris, all that junk out of us that keeps us and prohibits us from serving God, but then to begin to do the actual works of the Lord that he's called us to do. So unearth that treasure, let the, shine, the light shine in a dark place. So but let me give you some food for thought, okay? First thing I want to say is the devil knows how much worth you are. And God knows how much worth you are. But the question is, do you know how much worth you are? I'm not talking about your earthen vessel. I'm talking about the treasure in your earthen vessel. Amy bought me some cologne I guess before we even got married, maybe after we got married, I can't remember the, the cool water cologne I'm talking about. Uh, I wear it so little, there's still, still a little bit left in the bottom of the bottle. I should use it more, right? <laughs> Here's my point. When that thing gets on empty, as far as I'm concerned, that bottle has no more value to it because I don't value it based upon the container, but I value it based upon the content. And you don't value what God's trying to do in you based upon what you see in the mirror. You value it based upon what God's doing in your heart. So you never second guess what God said he wants to do with you. He's the maker. He's the potter. You're the clay. Can the clay say to the potter, why have you made me thus? 
No, if God says, I'm going to raise you up and I'm going to use you in a great and mighty way, don't make the mistake. So many make it saying, not me, Lord. You picked the wrong guy. You picked the wrong girl. Amen. No, God knows who you are. He knows that the potter knows the clay. He knows the process that it's going to require to get you from point A to point Z. Amen. He knows that he's going to have to pull you out. He knows that he's going to clean you up. He knows he's going to have to put moisture on you. He knows he's going to have to put you on that wheel. He knows he's going to have to mold and make you in his hands as you're spinning and confused and bewildered. Oh, what are we going through now? Amen. Uh, He knows uh, that he's going to have to put you into the oven uh, uh, to purify you and to, uh, what do they call it, to cure you, so to speak. Uh, and to give you some resilience and resistance to heat. Uh, He knows uh, what it's going to take before you are the quote-unquote final product and he can put you on full display for his glory. He knows all of this, and yet he took the challenge on because he knows the power of his own word. He knows what he can do with you and I. That's why you should never give up on yourself. And you should never give up on each other. Amen. Sometimes we give up on ourselves too soon. And sometimes we give up on each other too soon. Amen. Have you ever been frustrated with yourself? Don't raise your hand. Have you ever been frustrated with anybody else? Don't raise your hand. We've all have, haven't we? But we've got to be careful with this. Who are we to cut anybody off from serving God? What qualifies any of us? From saying so-and-so shouldn't serve God. Or so-and-so shouldn't do. That's God's business. Amen. That's God's business. Amen. And we got to realize the Lord knows how to bring that treasure out. Yeah. And, uh, and I can tell you, he's still got a whole lot of work to do on me. A whole lot. He's been working on me overtime this weekend. Yeah. You see, y'all think y'all get all the preaching. The Holy Ghost puts me in the woodshed too. He sure does. And uh and I'm not always good at responding like I need to either. I'll just be honest with you. I posted on Facebook earlier today I'm a better preacher than I am a Christian. Seriously, I feel like I can preach better than I can be like Jesus. And that's a shame. Amen. Hey, hey, uh, I got a question for you. Uh, you may not preach, but do you sometimes feel like you can do church better than you can be a Christian? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's easier to go through the motions. It's easier to perform certain religious tasks than it is to actually be who you say you are or what you perform in a few moments of service to the Lord. So it's not about activity, it's about a relationship with God. And what we want to do is we want to get to that point to where we're walking so close to Jesus that we, we represent his heartbeat with every step that we take, every move that we make. Is that a song? Did I just quote some lyrics? I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to go there. <laughs> But uh, hold on, Miss Francis. Hold on, Miss Francis. Let me finish, okay? Uh, thank you. Uh, but listen to me. We need to be willing to let the Holy Spirit of God teach us how to be like Jesus. And if we become like Jesus, guess what happens? 
who was Jesus? I came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. What did Jesus do? He ministered. That's right. He ministered. All right? If Jesus ministered and he wants us to be like him, then why are we not ministering? That's a good question, isn't it? Because Jesus does what Jesus does. Jesus loves people. Jesus serves people. Jesus even washes the feet of his own betrayer. Wow. But just because I'm so much different than Jesus, does that mean I should just give up? Or should I strive? Should I reach? Amen? So that's that process of digging, see? The Holy Spirit will start unearthing things and showing you. And, and he's so gracious. He, he often does it one item at a time, one issue at a time, one layer at a time, because we can only take so much upheaval in a day because we're, we're human. How many of you know that sometimes we're slow learning and we're slow obeying? Sometimes it's not that we don't know, it's that we know, but we're still not ready to take that step because it's going to be a hard one. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult to obey God. Has God ever asked you to do something hard? No? I, I'm going to ask y'all, has anybody over here asked God ever asked you to do anything hard? Yeah. All right, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to talk to you, Francis, after church because I need to know the secret. Amen. <laughs> God's asked me to do some hard things. And I don't always want to do what he asked me to do. Peter didn't want to go to the cross. But eventually he said, I'll do it. For you, Jesus. For you. Not for anybody else. But for you, he got to the point where he said, I'll do anything. God began to layer back, peel back the layers of his heart. Sometimes we don't even know we have issues till the Holy Spirit starts digging deep and starts putting us to the test. And all of a sudden, the test is not just See, God already knows where we're at. You know who the test is for? It's not so that God can figure out whether or not you're stout enough. It's for you to know that you're not. And for you to see what he's trying to do to fix you and I. So he turns the heat on. He peels back the layers to reveal more rock and soil and debris that's covering up that light in our heart. He said, you really, this is not how you let the light shine. You can't hold on to this bitterness. You can't hold on to this, whatever it might be, uh, this, this, this sinful habit or this unwillingness to follow the Lord in, the, in a step of obedience. You can't hold on to this stuff and truly let your light shine. And so he does us a favor, and he starts unearthing that treasure. And honestly, when, when you're used to your stuff, it hurts to, for it to be pulled away from you. It does. It, it'll change your identity. You'll lose yourself by the time God gets through with you. You know, preachers preach a lot about the anointing. Or at least I do. And a lot of pre preacher friends I know do. And we talk about how the anointing breaks the yoke. And it does. 
it, it was actually prophetic of the government would be upon Jesus' shoulders. But because of the anointing that God put on his life, he would be able to overcome every obstacle to perform the mission that God sent him on, which was to redeem fallen man, right? He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He's anointed me to, to let the oppressed go free, break all this stuff that he was anointed to do, right? And we, we preach and shout about the, the yoke being broken. Bless God, when God calls you through it, he'll see you through it. And if God's anointing is on you, ain't a devil in hell can stop you. And we shout about that yoke being broken until we look in the mirror and realize the biggest yoke that's on us is self. And then we realize he's got to break us down too. Thanks for listening today to Pastor Gary's message on True North. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an edition. If you've enjoyed today's message, please leave us a note in the comments and be sure to share these teachings with others. True North is a part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more by visiting our website, garycottle.com. Is there something we could be praying for in your life right now? Let Pastor Gary know by sending an email to contact at garycottle.com. That's contact at Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. Would you do something for us too? Would you pray for this ministry of True North? We want to make sure we're following God's plans for us at all times, with courage to step out in faith and humility to allow Him to work. Please pray that we'd stay tethered to the Lord always. Would you also pray for others who will be listening to this broadcast? Pray that God will open ears and hearts to His truth, and that many will come to know Jesus as their personal Savior. Thanks for partnering with us in this way. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for joining us for this edition of True North.